The Geek Visions Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to the big three of visual media, that being film, video games, and television. I am your host, Hoover, and this is a very special episode, a Black History-centric focused episode. Now, for me, the whole thing about movie, TV, and video games is that they're just of course, it's visual media, but they all kind of exist within the umbrella of just entertainment, if you will. You know, they're kind of, you know, meant to be, th- be meant to be stories or things to engage with, things to to enjoy, things to kind of, you know, just, you know, just just creative things, you know, works of art, pieces of art, creative, uh, creative aspects for people to express um, the their love or their their talents in a way and for me uh you know clearly if you don't know i've always been a huge fan uh of a story but i'm also just a fan of people who who just kind of go out and do things and and not even just do things but go out and do multiple things wear multiple hats or they'll go out and they'll just kind of dominate the field and become one of the biggest names within that field and that's basically kind of what this list is now this is just a list of african-american individuals who who do just that of people whose whose story or just the things they've done or how they've gone about doing it um i kind of look at it as as inspiration and admiration uh, for myself, uh, and granted, uh, I will admit some of these people whose their actual, the actual works I may not be familiar with, or may not even be uh, particularly a fan of, but that's fine because it's more of just how they did it and how they go about doing it. It's just kind of how is more about of what I actually respect and like about them as opposed to maybe just the actual works you'll see once we get into the list you know some people i may not be that too familiar with their works so i may not be much of a fan of their works but it's just how they're doing it and how they've done it is more of what i admire about them as opposed to the work itself so like i said we'll see so that's generally what this list is going to be so we would talk about four actually three individuals and one of them which is just kind of like a special more all-encompassing thing that might involve multiple people so yeah so this is part one there will be a part two we'll talk about some more people but yes like i said just some individuals who i really admire and really respect for what they do or how they've done it or how they've gone about doing it how much they've become popular how they what they had to overcome to get there So that's just what this is. So let's kick this list off. So when I when I think back to some of the first black entertainers, uh, this is one of the first whom I really noticed growing up to really kind of do things in both uh, TV and in a film aspect. And that man is Robert Townsend. 
Uh, Robert Townsend, like I said, was one of the first people I recognized and remembered when I was younger to see him both do things in TV and do things in film. It was really like a prominent face that I can remember to really jump back and forth between those two. And listen, not even just a person, but like one of the first uh, black men I noticed to really kind of do this. Um, but it wasn't even just the TV and the film stuff. It was also the fact that he had his own um, production company that did these type of things. So on TV, there was his his series, which was called The Parenthood, which was a a uh, a sitcom, a family based sitcom that he did. Um, and then two films I remember seeing him in when I was younger was a uh, Meteor Man and The Five Heartbeats. Um, Meteor Man, just like one of my personal guilty pleasures. Like it's not the best movie, but I love it. I just remember being young and just loving that movie. So uh, yeah, it really kind of got wild when I learned as I got older. Like I said, I learned uh, he actually produced and directed those films. So made him like one of the first black men who I really noticed to actually write, direct, and star in his works. And like I said, he even did, uh, he even had his own production company. And he also did uh, stand-up comedy work, which is another thing I really like and respect. So he's like one of the first men who I've seen really kind of jump between all this. They really kind of started like a trend that, that's really becoming now. Now you see it with guys like, you know, uh, you know, Chris Tucker, Martin Lawrence, Mike Epps, a bunch of these guys who like they, uh, Kevin Hart, who do like the, the stand up and then they're crossing acting and they can do television and film. But he's one of the first who I, from like me being really young, was like one of the first black men, like one of the first black men, one of the first faces I really kind of noticed growing up who would do all that. And yeah, it was dope. So it, it really made him like a like a quadruple like a quadruple threat in a way of writing, acting, um, comedy, and directing. So yeah, some really like yeah. So that's kind of like, that's kind of how I mean. Like he didn't just come up and just be a stand up comic. He didn't decide that he was just gonna be an actor. He didn't decide he was just gonna be a writer. He didn't just just be a director. He decided you know why not just do all of them and just really kind of gain experience in all those and just kind of take it and run with it and do things you want to do you know even if it's some things that don't really work out you know meteor man did, did not have a good reception when it came out it was you know it was kind of kind of it was very lauded it, it just and you know admittedly yeah, it's not the best film but i just remember very much enjoy it was one of the first like superhero movies i got into when i was really really young and one of the first black superhero movies I actually watched when I was really, really young. So it, uh, it has all of that. And like I said, all, all under Robert Townsend's production company. So it all just kind of comes back to just, he's one of the first faces I saw. And as I got older and looked into it, I realized that he covered all this, all this stuff, his production company, his stand-up, writing and directing, as well as acting. It was just all just dope stuff just to kind of be like, yeah, man, it doesn't have to just be one thing. You kind of cover all these things just to go out, you know, just do it, you know? And that's kind of just the, the, the most thing of everybody here is just the fact they just, just, they all just went out and did it. Which I guess you could say the same thing for 
everybody who does who's in their positions but these are some people who are who i just look at and see just like man yeah they actually they actually did that so yeah robert townsend is one of the first which i know you know it's kind of a common might be more of a common practice now but like i said this is back when i was really young and he was one of the first people i actually saw and i actually took notice that he did all these things all right, next up, um, sticking the TV, uh, this person has made it their personal domain. I'm talking, of course, of Shonda Rhimes. Uh, first off, she's from the Midwest, so big shout out to that hashtag home team. Uh, she made a she made the move out west and worked as a freelance screenwriter until her biggest show, Grey's Anatomy, was picked up. And from there, she just became one of the most popular names in TV. Uh, again, she has her own production company, uh, Shondaland, and she even calls her to ink an exclusive deal with Netflix. So yeah, her production company, like I said, produced Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Grey's Anatomy had like two spinoffs. Uh, her deal with Netflix, um, um, it's where Briggerton come from that's her um and Shonda Rhimes is one of those examples where oh I also like how to get away with murder another big one and uh Shonda Rhimes is one of the examples of while I may not be into her work like I've never seen any of the shows she's done um but it's not about just the content it's about the story and the name I can't even name five people who are like showrunners for tv shows and that's coming from me who like does the who like does this and really kind of looks into all that but i can't even tell you like five showrunners whose names i would know and who who has a face i could put to that name but shonda rhimes has managed to do just that and again, it's something I really admire and respect because TV is something uh, I would very much like to to get into, do some writing for TV. And it's a, uh, you know, of course, it's a very, very difficult, very high demanding thing. But she has managed to come on and she's done it. I I looked up on her. She worked as like a freelance writer at Hollywood for a while. She did some pretty notable things. She did some, you know, some not so notable things, but she just... She just grinded it. She worked at her craft. She did her job and she went out and she tried it and it finally worked out. And now look at her. She's like I said, the one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in TV right now. And like I said, it's just the, the story and the narrative are just what makes that uh, so much more enjoyable and kind of what makes me look at it and admire that, especially from the whole, you know, being from the Midwest and making the move to go to go out West to really kind of chase that after chase after that and go after it so big admiration and respect to shonda rhimes for you know doing that thing i might have to sign up for that master class she has on there just so i can <laughs> you know because it seems like a really dope thing to go about doing uh yes yeah, so the next the next thing i want to talk about um this isn't focused on a specific person but um i want to talk about three um Want to, talk, want to give a little bit of time to what I feel is a very overlooked and underappreciated route in the entertainment industry 
and that's uh voice acting voiceover um specifically three who i feel are very iconic black individuals in that aspect people who have been doing this thing for a extremely long time and are like three of like the 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 top names the top most identifiable names in the business um So uh, first up, I want to talk about uh, Phil Lamar, whose voice you may know from the likes of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, Samurai Jack, Craig of the Creek, Futurama, and video games Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Uh, also, Chris Summer, a female voice actress, she's worked on Tom and Jerry, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, series, video game Destiny, Voltron, the Legendary Defender, Word Girl, and Xiaolin Showdown. And finally... Kevin Michael Richardson, who you may know from uh, American Dad, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Invincible, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Young Justice. So I just want to give some love and some shout outs to the three of those people who, you know, like I said, been in the voice acting game for a very long time, which is, again, something I would very much like to try my hand at. And they've just been doing it for a very long time, have just dozens and dozens of roles, so much experience, and they've been doing this for a very long time to at the at the highest level so just want to give some respect to those people who again the people i really admire and respect for the for the longevity and just the massive body of work they've amassed over over years over freaking decades even and you know clearly they're on this list so all three of them all black clearly all right, and for the last person of our part one here, um, this guy really, um, this is an individual who really inspired other. I kind of had some trouble because there was kind of another guy I was gonna put on this list, but then I had to, then I looked back and was just like, well, this guy really kind of started and really inspired uh, some of the other people I would, could probably talk about. So this individual really kind of encompasses just a huge platform of other people but it really kind of starts with him and that man is Richard Pryor uh no Richard Pryor is a stand-up comic he's an actor and like I said he really kind of inspired a lot of people who a lot of other people I really kind of admire respect who could have been on this list so he's just kind of meant to encompass all those people we're talking likes of like Dave Chappelle Eddie Murphy pretty much any and all african-american stand-up comics you know he he's the guy who really kind of inspired all those guys that really kind of you know put them here so i really had to put him on the list here and he really broke the mold for them to grow and be all in the aspects of everything that they're in now um so this is <laughs> so this is kind of a, a very strange and interesting story here so i remember when I was younger, I it ha I had to be like early teens, earlier mid teens here. Um, but uh, my granny, my grandmother, she had like these, uh, she had like these bootleg DVDs, just like just these blank discs with just something put on them. They were just like these plain, unmarked green DVD disc, and she had like a couple of these little bootleg DVDs, and on the DVDs were two shows on it. Um, and one of them was the Richard Pryor show. Um, the other we'll talk about in part two, but one of them was the Richard Pryor show. And that was really my first exposure 
to Richard Pryor was his Richard Pryor show, which was only, which is the crazy thing was, it was only four episodes. The entire series was only four episodes before, <laughs> before it got canceled. Um, and then because of all those, the subject matter and, you know, Richard Pryor was really a guy who really focused on like the, uh, you know, the, the, the racial issues that would happen because, you know, like, remember, he's a comic who, like, was back in, like, the 70s or the 80s when all that stuff was really still kind of not really a big focus on stuff. And he's, like, one of the first black comics to really kind of come out and really kind of make that, like, the focal point of all his acts. And then as I got older, I kind of realized his story and really kind of just how he was able to make humor out of all the dark things and the pain in his life. Uh, which is which is something I do kind of put into my life now, which is kind of, you know, just kind of have to learn to laugh at yourself to really kind of make the things easier um, to go through. And yeah, and then the show was just absolutely ridiculous. I probably, I might have been, been a little too young to have watched that show when I did, but I did. And I remember like I would just every time, I would go to her house. I would pop those discs in the DVD and just watch uh, those episodes. So, yeah. And then, like I said, he had a very active acting career as well. Um, you know, he, he did a lot of movies with, uh, I should wrote it down, Gene, Gene Wilder. He and Gene Wilder were really kind of a big duo in films that they used to do back in the day. So, yeah, so even, like, way back then, one of the, one of the, uh, one of, like, the first people, one of the first comic actors to really do the stand-up thing and then cross over into, into movies, and one of the first, you know, comics to really kind of cross and do the whole television series, which we see happen a lot with the likes of, like, Martin and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, and the Chappelle Show, um, you know, so, again, like I said, this Richard Pryor just kind of encompasses everything that has to do with that, with the, with the comics who do the comic thing. And then he easily made that cross into, into acting, but also just kind of, you know, the, the spirit of what he did, how he kind of broke the mold on, on, you know, black comedy and things of that nature. Awesome things. I just kind of look at and really kind of admire about him, you know, like I said, being able to make humor out of all that pain, even in even as later in his career when he started to have you know the 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 drug addiction stuff, they happened like the the early eighties. He uh like the 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 guy was so high he like set himself on fire and freaking used that in his uh in his in his in his stand up material you know in like such a such a dark time and such a dangerous situation. He has to just he took he took it and put it into, you know, put it into his act to to laugh at it. So, yeah, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is one of the greats, and it's crazy when I think about just how I was exposed to him from the fact that I would just watch these <laughs> watching these bootleg DVDs of his show when I was younger. So, yeah, that's crazy. But yes, those are. Well, the three, the six individuals in a, in a four part topic that I want to talk about. Robert Townsend, one of the first 
you know, one of the first black men I've seen really cross over to multiple multiple mediums in entertainment of writing, directing, acting, stand up, having his own production company to produce all the things he did. Chandra Rhymes taking over TV uh, in her own way, being one of the biggest names in the the TV business. Um, you know, voiceover black voiceover veterans Phil Lamar, Chris Summer, Kevin Michael Richardson, and of course the the greatest, the one of the greats to ever do it. Richard Pryor, from the stand-up to the TV shows to the acting, to learning to poke humor at even the darkest moments in time. So those are the those are the people I talk about in this part one. Like I said, there is going to be a part two where I'll talk about some more people. It kind of be in the same way: three individuals and then one kind of kind of a wider, broader um, area of people to talk about. So yes, make sure you subscribe and follow. So you could be ready for whenever pop part two, pop, pop two, part, two, <laughs> whatever part two drops. So you'll be on the lookout for that one. And then of course I'll have, uh, I have a, let's talk about it where I'll talk about the cyberpunk 2077 next gen update. Um, and then somewhere later down the line, we'll have a horizon forbidden West review. And then a subplots and side quests that I'm very excited to do. Um, I guess I can talk about what it is here. It's going to be about, cartoon theme songs so I'm, I'm 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 kind of excited about that one we'll see how that one goes but i'm i'm very excited to do that one but yeah like i said always remember to to follow and subscribe on all the platforms that's google google Podcasts, spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher and a whole bunch of other places uh but not pandora and amazon for some reason because they playing with me but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure that one we're gonna figure that one out but yes, feel free to leave a review and a comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Uh, but yes, until next time, always, people, remember, stay safe out there, first of all. Please do. And always, always remember to keep playing, keep watching, and stay awesome. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.